Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick's Mail.Bag, presented by the Strickland and all of you on Patreon and DraftKings, which we'll get to in a minute. I am Alex Wolf. I'm uh, the editor and chief of the Strickland, also host a podcast called Locked on Nick's. I'll be guiding you on your mailbag journey today. I'm joined by one of my two usual co-hosts, in <laughs> Matt Weiss, a.k.a. Matt Weiss, a.k.a. The Warm Perm. Matt, how are you? I hear you were just on the West Coast or something. I yeah, um, I was. I was out there for a family event. It was uh, it was nice. And the good news is, um, as I said to Alex and our our other to be named secret guest, apparently, um, just before we started, I'm pretty glad my body is still on West Coast time because uh, we got a lot of questions, which we appreciate. But we're gonna this can be a long podcast. Yeah, well, I blame Schwinn uh, for me too. Uh, transitioning us over who is that, who is that? <laughs> what what it's what a is going on uh well you know what? i'll explain why i blame Schwinn in a second uh we are also joined by uh the the man the illustrious myth the legend whatever uh who is going to be taking over the other mailbag uh and doing that on a more regular basis on Patreon mm-hmm. for our the primo version. We're the free slob version, but you're going to be taking over the primo version. Of course, I need to think of like uh, we, oh we have we have uh, Drew Steele, also known as Doug, also known as yeah. Scooter Toots. <laughs> That's right. We need to inter- wasn't wasn't there like a Acon song like we taken over? We need yeah. to we need a uh, Paul to integrate that in right now in like a background right now. Drew, Paul doesn't. Paul does not touch this podcast. This is all in house. Yeah, this one's me, baby. Oh, really? Out. Oh, wait. So that yeah. means I. Oh, wait. Could I do that? That means I could do the uh, mine too now. Hmm. This is gonna I get mean, weird. If you really want to, but... I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I may. This is gonna get. It's gonna get. Weird. I only does it because, as our listeners know, every episode there are like three different things we have to cut out. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier for him to cut it himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We usually have to stop like four times when Matt decides to show up, then when Zach decides to show up, then when one of them leaves, and then 
I don't know. There's like always some some permutations. I am gonna be I am gonna be here the entire time. I don't care if we have to stay up until two o'clock. Perfect. We're answering every question. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we do. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's this is all Alex. He's all Alex all the time. <laughs> this is this is an Alex Wolf production. <laughs> it is. It really is. You can see it. You can see his thumbprints all over this podcast. <laughs> my, my grubby, grimy yeah. thumbprints. It, it, people have described it as as oily. <laughs> yeah. In review, <laughs> I think that's yeah. <laughs> Alex is oily. So, yeah, soaked in pizza oil. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, well, we got a bunch of questions to get into. Zach might barge in here at some point. But we really have no idea. We have no clue. Uh, we'll see if that happens. That would be fun. Um, he's apparently integrating a new cat into his household today. I don't I don't fucking know what's going on. Um, just so. for today. I like that it's going to be just for today, even though it takes like a, at minimum a week. Oh, yeah. integration. Yeah, I don't know shit about cats. You two, you two do. So I mean, the first day is like the big day where they're it's like the, the most day. startled by one another. But I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but like if they don't like each other, like initially, like you do have to keep them separated. Yeah, for well, like he did a have while. a good plan for that. I give him props for that. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, he had a good plan. So he's converting. Oh wait, I was gonna say he's converting his uh, his cigarette room for the uh, the new cat, but he um <laughs> he quit, he quit smoking. That. Yeah, God, that healthy son of a bitch. I'm gonna have all like these old references for the uh, the listeners now. I'll be like, hey, remember when Zach was <laughs> couldn't run a half a mile, and they're like, well, no. Zach can run a can run a fifteen k yeah, if he wanted to. Yeah, Zach, Zach and I talk about like weightlifting on the podcast now and stuff. Great. Fucking in shape, motherfucker. Is, is he like um, how much you deadlift, bro? No, we were no. talking about bench the one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't think I was there, but if I had been there, I would have had. Zero. Actually, I don't even know if that made the podcast. He and I have just had a bunch of text conversations about that, but I kind of just always assume it makes the podcast. But anyway, all right. If you've made it this far, hopefully you'll make it. Uh, a little further uh, to the actual questions, but I have to just remind everybody that we do have a Patreon, the Strickland, uh, where you can catch Drew in the every other week version of the mailbag going forward. That's where right. he and Jeremy Cohen, maybe, or maybe other maybe. people from week to week. <laughs> I'll tell you, it won't be there. I tell you, it won't be there. Schwinn. Schwinn. Yeah. He's out. That He's bum. out. That yeah. bum. Maybe what he'll is, come in every once in a while. What does he even do for this website? Nothing. He doesn't do shit, frankly. Yeah. Um, creates huge backlogs of questions while we figure out new hosting <laughs> arrangements. No. Yeah, seriously. Like, what's going on here? Like, I see questions from, like, uh, March 31st because of him. Well, Schwinn's also, like, put out, like, twice as many stricken roles lately. So I guess all's forgiven. Yeah. Um, anyway, what are these podcasts I'm talking about? For a mere $6 a month, you can get uh, the Friday edition of Pod Strickland and Drew and Jeremy's version of the mailbag which uh, will be those two going forward every other week other than our weeks. Uh, and then you can also get into the Strict Cord, our Strickland Discord, which is probably the biggest selling point of the entire Patreon at this point. It is the number one hotbed for all things basketball discussion and Knicks discussion, and it is amazing. I would definitely recommend you go in there. Uh, for $9, though, you can get the aforementioned Strick and Roll, Schwinn's other podcast that he's been pumping out mad episodes of lately. So definitely check that out. You also get premium articles by uh, some of our writers like Matthew Miranda or Jack Huntley when he gets back from his – he's started a new job. He's been having a lot going on, but it's the offseason, so we're not being super strict. 
uh, and other writers from time to time that write uh, premium pieces for just Patreon $9 tier subscribers. You can also get other tiers, which get you things like merch discounts, the ability to host a Pod Strickland, the ability to be a guest on a Pod Strickland, which we just had our, our buddy Jeff cash in on recently. Uh, also, some other perks that were honestly, I'm kind of workshopping a little bit. We tried a few things during the season. Didn't go over quite as well as I hoped. So, uh, honestly, if you join and you think of some cool shit that you want for like your 15 bucks a month or whatever, hit me up through Patreon and I'll I'll certainly listen and, and take it under advisement. Uh, but yeah, so definitely check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Strickland if you want to sign up for that. And uh, yeah. without for One, one that, quick thing I want to yeah. add to the perks. You can also, it's not, it's not actually said, but there's nothing to say that you can't ask to guest host or appear on an episode of your favorite dummy mail.bag. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. People would never ask for that, but they could come on. <laughs> I, I don't know why anyone would want to do this, but if you really want to listen to me, Zach and Alex or, or Drew, which is probably much more appealing. Um, I don't think so. You can, uh, I don't, I don't really know why you wouldn't want to go hang out with Schwinn, Prezer or Stacy, but you know, if, if you're so inclined, feel free. I think this show has the most casual, familial feel to it. So maybe this is like the Fast and Furious of our podcast. Yeah, but we're very protective. So like if somebody comes in here who, you know, they're only asking us questions. We never talk to them. We're going to be pretty mean. <laughs> Don't say that. Now nobody's ever going to come on this show. We talk, that's how it is in the Fast and Furious. You can't just walk into uh, Dom's family. Yeah, right, that's true. Drew's right. You have to like be the villain for a movie, and then <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, what if one of them's a what if one of them's an undercover cop like Paul Walker? Right. Well, yeah, then you have to like kind of be the antagonist for two movies, even though really Dom was the antagonist, and they really that it all got very mixed up. But hey, Fast and Furious is the you know those are the best movies of all time, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. Anyway, man, that first one came out so long ago. Anyway, all right, let's get into the questions. We've gone. Fucking 10 minutes already. And we have questions. All right. First question. You've got mail. Comes to us from Twitter. It's from, uh, this is always my favorite name to say, Junjin uh, at Novocaine2020 on Twitter. There has been a lot of talk about Jaden Ivy. Does a package of pick 11, Obi or quickly, and next year's top five protected pick enough to get, or is, is a package of that enough to get pick four from Sacramento? Um, Drew, you're the guest of honor. What do you think? And the draft ex- expert of all of us. You are the draft expert. It's literally what Zach says every time this happens. So it's really funny that you, that you said that. Um, yeah. um, listen, Zach and I are just one and the same. Uh, just, well, that's unfortunate for you. Is it though? Is it though? No, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Who am I kidding? Um, I would assume. <laughs> I'm assuming that's enough for that package. Like, is Jaden Ivy good? Jaden Ivey's quite good. Um, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, oh I would God. say. This reminds me so much of when I brought you on Locked on Knicks and we were supposed to be talking about the draft and you had to ask me who like eight of the prospects were. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the story of my life. Like, okay, so I'm just looking at it. So you're talking about like a top four pick, right? So you're getting pick 11, a top five protected pick, which would more than likely convey and then either quickly or Obi for a chance of drafting this guy named Jaden Ivy. I mean, I would think Sacramento would do that trade unless Jaden Ivy is the next coming of a player that's like, you know, like Jordan or Kobe or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know how it would be, but I'm assuming that should be two for <laughs> two picks in a, in a prospect for this. Yeah. That's definitely gotta be enough. I don't know if you do it, but it's definitely enough. 
Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's, I, I'm essentially where Drew is. I think it's kind of an overpay, um, which is, I think, what he was intimating. Um, I think 11, 11 and one of the other three assets might not be enough, but like something like 11, Obi or quickly and like a yeah, lot like protected next year's pick. We give them like the Mavs pick, right? You're basically yeah. saying like two yeah, picks, or the like, Mavs pick. Like, right? just don't. This is too like. Well, I I think like possibly giving up pick number six and eleven and Obi or quickly for number four. I love Jaden Jaden Ivy, but I would not do that. Yeah, I I agree. I wouldn't do it either. I mean, I do think it would be enough stri- strictly because of the quality or perceived lack thereof of this draft and the the top end quality of next year's draft. I mean, even if you top five protected, like someone you take six next year might've been a top five pick this year, or even like a top four, top three pick. So yeah, I'm not, I don't like this deal. I, I think it's too much. And uh, you know, I think it's mostly because it's like Jaden Ivy, I think is probably the best prospect for the Knicks in this draft, um, like in a vacuum, but I just don't think he's worth paying that much for when you could get like whoever ends up at pick 11, which, you know, maybe it's Johnny Davis or maybe it's uh Benedict Matherin or uh, maybe it's Dyson Daniels or someone like that. But I feel like you could get a intriguing, good guard prospect there and not have to give up that whole package to go up and get. We got, um, we got an AJ Griffin mock to us now that he's a guard, but we got Griffin mock to us today. Um, which is, or yesterday when you're listening to this, which is like a pretty good outcome at number eleven. If you can, I don't love AJ Griffin, but he's definitely like who mocked AJ to the Knicks. What'd you say? Who mocked AJ to the Knicks? Uh, ESPN? Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, the always the wide the worldwide leader in sports. I mean, their their mocks are usually pretty well informed as to like teams' thinkings, so that's not half bad. Sacramento but. should do that deal if they were actually offered it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> dude. Deal. It's, it's, <laughs> Bro, could you imagine? <laughs> like, Sacramento's going, like, yeah, we're going to give you two first round picks and Obi Toppin to move with the floor. I'd be like, um, yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll take that deal. I yeah. totally understand. Like, you don't want to seem like you're being a homer. So maybe you, like, do an overpay from the next side to make it seem like a fair trade. But, like, this is actually an overpay from the next side. Yeah. Way too much. <laughs> yeah, I would like Sacramento. Like, if you get two picks, and honestly, if it was like Deuce or Grimes or Cam, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get two picks and a guy who's like under 23 <laughs> for pick number yeah. four. Yeah, just I'm doing context, that. Every, I'm just doing that every single time. For context, this is like technically less, I think, than what the Mavs paid to move up and get Luca. Like. Yeah, it was only five. Yeah, but and that was great. right, but it was only five to three. But like for a guy that a lot of people viewed as like a generational prospect. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, like it was clear Atlanta didn't want him, so like there's, I think there's some leverage, you know, play there too. How's that? Uh, how's that working out for Atlanta? Yeah, not great. Um, I mean, honestly, as much as it's fine, Trey Young's pretty good. <laughs> we, Obviously, Atlanta got to a conference finals before yeah. Dallas did. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, Trey Young is pretty good. He's not as good as Luca, but they, it's. I don't think they're like kicking themselves too hard. Uh, before I forget, because uh, Alex mentioned the name Johnny Davis, is this the same Johnny Davis that's in a Taco Bell commercial? Yes. 
Yeah, okay, so it's, that's definitely a reason to want it more. But what we will get to that in a minute. There are okay. more. I was going to say, because no one answered that question I put in the Discord. I was like, hey, there's a Taco Bell commercial, and they made some guy named Johnny Davis get picked. Is he an actual draft pick? And no one wanted the response to me. It's like, <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, he, he is an actual guy. I think they all thought you were kidding. Cause honestly, a- honestly, if if there's not a promotion after they pick Johnny Davis or every Knicks fan gets a free like crunch wrap or Mexican pizza or something, I'd be pretty Yo, disappointed. I'm, I'm, yeah, they like listen, if Johnny Davis is available at eleven, I don't know anything about him. The Knicks have to pick him just because he's in a Taco Bell commercial. And yeah. we gotta get and we gotta get free food out of this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, wait. wait. Um, uh, all right. If Unfortunately, Drew can't be a part of this except for in spirit. But if the Knicks take Johnny Davis, we're doing a live pod, and Taco Bell will be our uh, disgusting pre-pod meal. Okay, that sounds like fun. I would have to drive to a Taco Bell, unfortunately. I mean, you could you could come down and make a trip to the. Yeah, the, you want to come down to Miami. New York? You can, but yeah, no, from Jersey. You're you're from Jersey. You could come down and visit family or something, Drew. Yeah, can we? Um, we could talk about that uh, off the podcast. Okay. No, we always talk about this stuff on the podcast. Get used. You do. To it. You, you do not want to hear what I have to say about family <laughs> in New Jersey on the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could visit your pod family in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move to our next question. This comes from the Discord, uh, and as we said, we had a backlog of questions. This is actually from like two and a half weeks ago, <laughs> but uh, it, it doesn't matter. It, you know, honestly, it's still it still plays because it's the off season. So, well, do you think the Knicks can make the play in? Yeah. I don't know if answer mm. that. <laughs> mm, I think they did. <laughs> You've got mail. Anyway, BX Boy seventy one out of Discord wants to know: Given the limited effectiveness of seven footers in this year's playoffs, how are you feeling about re-signing Mitch? Has the playoffs affected your feeling about how much you want to pay him? Are you still interested in Aiton? Uh, Matt, since Drew got first tips on the last question and totally fumbled it, yeah. you get first fumbled tips on it. He, you know what? I don't think he fumbled it. I think he. I just, know he did. He did recover, but it started I, off with Drew being like, "I, I, I who is fumbled that? it." <laughs> That's who's Jaden <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> I actually think the end where he goes, "Who's Johnny Davis?" was a was worse for me. <laughs> um, anyway, so I still want Mitch to come back. I think he's a pretty, I mean, for a reasonable price, I don't want to pay him $20 million, but like if they can get him for like, you know, 12 ish million, I'd still do it. Um, I don't, he, he's a useful player in their offense. He's still a really good defender. Um, I know that we're like, we're all like in love with, um, uh, Oh my God. How am I forgetting his name? Sims. Um, uh, but like you know, it, we can't be a hundred percent sure that that Sims will um, pan out as well as we hope and as well as it seems. So I would definitely bring Mitch back. Um, and the answers to those other questions are therefore pretty obviously no for me. Okay, Drew, what do you think? So what I find interesting when he said like the in a, the limited effectiveness of seven footers, I I think it was just more of like you just got to see better wing play than a lack of effectiveness by seven first because like Giannis was still really really good um I I also thought Aiton was good overall in the playoffs as well I think we just kind of saw for like how this playoffs unfolded just like big wings like really capitalized on things and like that's kind of how I saw it a little more than like a limited effective like I still think you gotta bring Mitch back because there are very few options like 
outside of Mitch, it's basically you need to hope that like Nurkic would leave Portland on a reasonable deal. And then outside of Nurkic, there really isn't anyone else. So you kind of have to bring Mitch back because you can't go into the uh, the next season with just Jericho Sims as like your center. Um, and yes, I'm still very much interested <laughs> in DeAndre. And I think he would do absolute wonders for both the Knicks, for primarily the Knicks offensively without losing anything defensively that the, uh, the Knicks do. I think he opens up so much. He's just a complete offensive player and the when was the last time the, the Knicks had a legitimate, like, complete center, right? It was basically Patrick Ewing. So it's like y- you get a guy in here who can who can score from – who's, like, one of the most efficient players on high volume currently in the league. He can pass. He can set screens. He can do everything. I, I just don't think the Knicks – like, he hasn't been connected to the Knicks at all. It's really sad that he's not because I do think a center would do wonders for quickly and OB and RJ – but because I, you got to bring Mitch back, it, I, it doesn't even matter if you're worried about seven footers and effectiveness. Like you need a good, like you still need five guys who can contribute at something. And Mitch, for all his flaws, still is elite at a very few couple things. You go along with it. You wait till you find a better center and don't rely on like a second year player and like a rookie. Like I don't think it's gonna work. What are you gonna do? You're bringing Mo Bamba as your uh as your center solution if mitch leaves like come on it's it, it's not going to be pretty like you got to bring him back like the knicks still need to address their center moving forward but bring mitch back right now and then go from there until someone comes until someone better comes along yeah i kind of feel the same i scoff a little bit at the contract that ayton is going to command like at least presumably i i wouldn't give him like 30 million dollars um because that's probably that's obviously what he wants and i mean okay maybe even if it settles in at 25 to 27 something like that i mean am i really gonna pay like a fifth to a quarter of the salary cap on i would i would but that's just because i think ayton's really really good and i know he's not like he's basically he's the tier below Jokic and Embiid, right like and of course those guys are max play like they're max to the max guy. So that's understandable. But like after those two, like who's the best two way center in the league, right? It's, it's Deandre Ayton and you can scale him up in usage down. Like we saw that with the Suns, you could scale him up. He's still insanely efficient at scoring. You could scale him down. He's still efficient. Like he can, he like walks into 18 and eight with, you know, because like sleeping because all the usage goes through Chris Paul and, uh, uh, what's his name? Devin Booker. Like, I think he's. I think he's pretty good. You obviously gonna have to overpay because he's a restricted free agent. I would. I would take the hits because all the key Knicks players are going to be are gonna have bird rights, so you can go over the cap and sign them, and then you and you go from there. I mean, it's it's Dolan's money. Who gives a shit? They're, they're they don't care about uh the salary cap. The Knicks they've been spending money on forever, so I I would go for it, but. I get why you'd be hesitant, right? Because as you kind of saw with the playoffs and even just like recently in the league, like outside of Embiid and Jokic, like seven footers aren't really the key guys. So I get it. I get, I get the hesitancy. Yeah. I think that's basically what I come back to. I just don't really see the, I I feel like Aiton is a, like if I was, if I was the Knicks and I was in the Suns position right now, I would have absolutely re-signed him and been like, who cares about the luxury tax? Who cares about how much he's making? Like, we're just going to keep going for yeah, it. The Suns, yeah, the Suns bo- like butchered that completely. Yeah. Like you, like they had, 
their three guys. Like you, you got to pay your three guys. You just made I, it to a finals. Like you, te- you got to, you got to do it. I mean, technically speaking, they could still remedy it by just matching whatever offer he gets. Um, yeah, but then you're going to get potentially someone who like doesn't want to be there. Yeah, well, and if it's I, I don't imagine that he would end up not wanting to be there because I think that he does like playing with Chris Paul and everything. Like he's very complimentary of Chris Paul, so. I wouldn't think that would be an issue. I just think it ultimately comes down to like, is Sarver going to pay the luxury tax? And I think the answer is pretty clearly no. Um, Though it's just bizarre that they went ahead and like made sure to give like um, campaign a decent contract and made sure to pay up uh, McCall and everything else. Like it was just a bizarre situation. Yeah, they did it for everyone else besides the guy that they picked number one overall and were Instead like, you're a foundation. right. Yeah. It's just like, they picked him like, you're a foundational player. Then they're like, no, okay. Not anymore. It's like it, the whole thing has been bizarre. So, yeah. So yeah, my, my overall answer, if I was just going to quickly sum up because we can't spend too long on every question. Cause my God, we have so many, um, I would say, uh, yes, I do have interest in bringing Mitch back. I basically agree with what Matt said. Where and what you said too, Drew. Actually, both you guys basically echoed this. Of like, you bring him back just because, you know. I think that you could do a lot worse for like thirteen million dollars than bringing Mitch back. And I think he's still tradable on that contract. But then mm-hmm. you have a competent starting center who can still do a lot of good NBA things, including offensive rebounding, uh, finishing around the rim. He shot like seventy six percent this year, which, if he had enough attempts, would have broken the record again for him. Um, I mean, he's he's just a he's a very good player at what he does. And even if he's lost a step a little bit, thanks to the injuries and whatever, he's still very effective and still definitely worth like 13 million dollars. So I would definitely bring him back. You've got mail. Uh, But let's move to our next question. This one also comes from discord from our very own Stingy. Uh, And I have said I will reward good behavior for Stingy and James if they ask real questions. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I'm putting stingy near the top of the show here as a sign. I didn't even, I didn't even notice this was stingy because it's so high up at first. I was yeah. like, I just realized as you were saying, that, I was like, Oh my God. That's stingy. So, so let's keep this like relatively short though, just in the interest of time. Let's do it. Stingy says, if you can only keep one player from the current roster, who are you keeping drew? Who are you keeping Emmanuel quickly? Okay. Quick rationale. Um, I, I go back and forth on this, so you can catch me on another day thinking R.J. Barrett's the best prospect, but right now I'm like, Emmanuel Quickly is the best prospect. Okay. Uh, Matt, what do you think? R.J. Um, right now I think R.J. is the best prospect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I would say R.J. as well. I come down on that. I mean, it would just be so heartbreaking, though. Can you imagine, like... Oh, I'd be it, crushed. I'd be so be crushed. Like, this would be like the equivalent of having to go to, like like the the animal shelter and like see all the puppies staring at you and then you have to like just pick one and you can't take yep. all of them with you <laughs> and yep. you have to leave all those puppy dog eyes back there i know like it's, it's it's crushing yeah yeah that's we, why we shouldn't discuss this too long because otherwise we'll start crying weeping can we quickly here. guess who back would have picked probably like um quentin grimes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd, he would have done that to be no moves, no he moves so well off the ball and he's a shooter and it's like okay <laughs> okay wag Honestly, Zach would have just said I agree, and we would have been like, yeah, would have been, been like, I agree. And yeah, with, with who? Well, I guess Drew wouldn't have been here, so it would be we both said RJ. But yeah, it would have been it would have been RJ. Yeah, no, I mean, if he was here, like with Drew right yeah, now, us, he, yeah, I agree. You know, it could be quickly or RJ. Thanks, thanks, Zach. <laughs> thanks, Zach. Good, good call. Good call. <laughs> both have their merits. Maybe even Obi, or maybe even Grimes, or maybe Cam, <laughs> or maybe Deuce, it's or Randall? 
or maybe Jericho or maybe Randall. I don't know. I mean, what if he, you know, but, you know, but maybe also maybe, Taj Gibson. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe Taj is the heart and soul of the team. You got to keep him. <laughs> maybe you take Tibbs. Maybe it's like that question. You were, Would yeah, you rather have Giannis or Brad Stevens? Yeah, right I was now? literally about to go there. Wait, <laughs> Would you take Tibbs or RJ Barrett? <laughs> Think about how many wins Tibbs is worth. <laughs> You've got mail. Anyway, all right, moving to our next question. Uh, this one comes from Jax365 out of the Discord. And we got two questions from Jax and more to come uh, in the, the various other categories of the, the show. But uh, Jax wants to know which one of Nick's media's or which which one of Nick's media's narratives do you hate and which one do you like? So I'm assuming these are like narratives that the we could either say the national media or the local media spins. Uh, Drew, what's your most hated local media spin about the Knicks? It's the uh, the Knicks need a point guard. <laughs> okay, because they manual, have a manual quickly. It's a yeah. manual quickly. Like I, I feel crazy just even just going into it. Like why Emmanuel quickly should be the starting point guard. Like, but it's like it's not even worth it anymore discussing it because people are just so entrenched on like the like the next seat of point guard he's not you know whatever it is it's like i don't even need to make like i feel like a like a hooper right now like just watch the games emmanuel quickly was their best player um last year if you want to say rj that's fine too right but like quickly was if not the best the second best player on the team last year like he clearly is the guy like we, the knicks don't need a point guard it's emmanuel quickly like that's it so that's the one i i hate i don't i don't even know if there's any i like so that's all I got. Okay, <laughs> Matt, what's the one that you like, and the or rather the one that you hate, and the one that you like? Uh, Drew's pick was pretty good. I'm just gonna go with the classic. Somehow only James Dolan is, or rather, James Dolan somehow only. God damn it. <laughs> James Dolan is somehow the only bad owner in the NBA. Like no one, no other owner does any bad shit ever. But anytime James, anytime James Dolan does something bad, it's well, he's what a monster he is. He's so cheap. He's so awful. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, look, I, I hate feeling like I'm defending him, but it's just so fucking annoying. Like, they, I just don't know. Only him. It's only ever him. He's the, it really feels like he's the only owner who ever gets shit for anything. Uh, yeah, it's so, really yeah. a wonder that the Rangers with a uh, GM that he, that Dolan stays away from are now, what, are they in the... the they're, uh, they're in the Stanley finals. They're in, they're in yeah. the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern Conference finals. Eastern Conference finals. Eastern, no, Eastern Conference, though, I thought, right? Going to yeah, they're playing the Lightning, so it's the Eastern Conference finals. Oh. See, I don't follow hockey. I just saw that the uh, the Hurricanes were eliminated, mm. and then I was like, all right, Rangers finals, and then I was like, that's all I got. Yeah, no, they still got... It's actually, they, they got a weird weather theme going on between the Hurricanes and the Lightning now, but... Mm. Um, Anyway, which one do I like? Um, I don't know. Are there any good ones? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to think of one here as I'm saying my negative one. Uh, my negative one that I hate is that it's usually it. This one usually comes from the national media now, like the local media at least has sort of given up on this one. But like, where they're just like every off season, there's just a million like trade articles, and it's mm. like. <laughs> the stupidest goddamn trades get assigned to the Knicks and they're like no other team in the NBA would do this but the Knicks would because they're the Knicks and they're stupid and it's like it's like you know they're gonna give up six first round picks for Russell Westbrook and it's like okay when was the last time the Knicks traded other than the Cam Reddish trade which most people would say was a pretty good little gamble and it was a very highly protected first round pick yeah, but like, first round pick. yeah. They, mm-hmm. they haven't 
traded a first round pick other than that since Phil Jackson was in power, like before Phil Jackson. So since uh, uh, Grunfeld. So like, uh, or wait, was it Grunwald? No, not Grunfeld. Grunfeld. It's um, Grunwald. 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 Yeah. yeah. I always mix like, up those two. The two Grunfeld. They're like the same person to yeah, me. Yeah. Grunwald, Grunfeld, the whatever. Guns. The Grun brothers. The, the Gruns. But anyway, yeah, since Grunwald, like they haven't made a, since Grindelwald was in power. No, mm. um, <laughs> they haven't made a trade with a first round pick. And so it's just like, stop with all these stupid ass trades. Like, I know that, like, I know that somebody like John Hollinger or whatever thinks that if he prints the same stupid trade a million times that the, the Knicks will eventually make it like, as if he's like saying Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls in a mirror, like eventually they'll just do it, but it's not going to happen. Um, and then um, a narrative that I like, mm, uh, there really you, isn't any, no, you know what? I will say the one most media members have now, they try to spin it in a bad way, but there's no way to make this bad in my opinion, but they, they're always bringing up like how well connected to CAA and the agent world and everything Mm -hmm. that Leon is. And they think that they're crowning the Knicks, but really they're just being like, by the way, the Knicks are smart and hired like the most well-connected man in basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. So that's an attempt at a bad narrative that they've, done poorly so yeah, they, actually i mean they have praised them a number of times too like some national reporters and stuff. Yeah, they think, it, they think yeah. it's nepotism and it's like that's not really what nepotism yeah. is like yeah. that's what like they lump it under nepotism and it's like that's that's not necessarily what nepotism is also every time they say this schwinn points out that since they've hired leon rose they really they haven't picked that many cia guys it's just yeah. like and they, they didn't trade up for any of them so like what what's you know whatever um yeah, I mean, I think you know, generally speaking, they're the the beat is mostly fine. They're just like some annoying things that they all do. Um, yeah, so. like I love I love Berman to death, but then like he'll come on Lockdown Knicks and like <laughs> in the middle of another answer, be like, "And by the way, Leon Rose has not spoken to the media." <laughs> <laughs> I never mentioned that one. How did none of us mention that one? Yeah, I that's forgot. the other one too. I guess that yeah. is the obvious choice. The fucking Mark Stein's personal crusade. Um, yeah. Yeah, Mark Stein is always the worst with that one. He's just it's, like Leon Rose, who hasn't spoken. I'm surprised, like on his like little Substack or whatever. Days, have, like, a, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like wild. That he charges people. Like he charges people for like his his uh, what's it called newsletter? His Substack. Yeah, he charges people money yeah. to say this stuff in a like. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would anyone want to pay for that? I don't know. He's essentially just being like freelance woge so i mean he does get scoops but no i know he gets scoops and stuff but can you just imagine like you're you're giving money to him and like you're reading through the email and you're just like you know what i still can't believe that leon rose hasn't spoken to me personally and it's like dude we don't care we're in it for the scoops like yeah we literally don't give a shit if any like if some people aren't doing public service announcements for you like shut up just give us the news it's yeah, it's, I, it's such a go ahead alice I was going to say, honestly, when he says that, that's less for Knicks fans and more for out-of-towners that hate the yeah. Knicks for reasons unknown. Yeah, but but it's also, like, such a general, like, it's so bad in political media, too. Like, the any affront to any journalist for any reason is, like, ruining the First Amendment. It's like, you're a fucking bunch of sports reporters. I don't really, I really couldn't care less if Leon Rose talks to you. Yeah, right, I, like, I, they, I really, they really equate, like, the idea that they're, like, 
trying to get answers from like the government or the government censoring yeah. them, right? Like they really yeah. equate it to yeah, First it's a, Amendment it's, violations, it's, it's, and it's like, it's, guys, it's not that. It's nowhere near that at yeah. all. Like, did you like? Have you not watched the past? Like, I think what now? Like six years of like the presidents, right? Like yeah. that's ba- like that's terrible shit that you see how like administrations are treating journalists. Like a, a, a sports team not speaking to you in a in a you know in a public setting, dude. Like you need to you need to relax. Yeah. Get your priorities straight. They, they know better than to say First Amendment because they're all smart enough to know that the First Amendment only re- only covers the government censoring speech. But no, but they've done it. No, they've done. Mark Stein has done it before. Do you not remember when um, what's his name Bondi wasn't allowed to go on one of his uh, one of the uh, the MSG calls? There was like yeah. a call for a thing. He said it was. He said it's the same as uh, like him. It was Stein and Howard Beck that were both like this is. This is the same as like First Amendment fight. Like this is the same as, you know, it's a. Yeah, I really, I thought I remember them being not so stupid as to pretend that there are actually constitutional issues here. But no, they did. They all think their jobs are important. Yeah, Yeah, it's already been done. They've already equated the First Amendment violations. They've done it on much less stakes. Like I said, it was for like an MSG stakeholder conversation that like. Okay, that's a very weird. <laughs> like, why is even Bondi trying to get on those phone calls? They fucking suck. You know, it's it's time for us to protest outside the garden on behalf of the sports journalists whose freedoms are being abridged. I think we should go protest outside the NYDN office and be like, <laughs> "Can you shut the fuck up? Can you <laughs> shut the fuck up?" Like, <laughs> that's it. You've got mail. All right, uh, another question from Jax three six five. Although that was a good one. That was, a, that was a nice question. Uh, what would your desired Knicks rotation be next season, and what do you think Tibbs's would be? Let's make this let's make this somewhat quick because I do feel like we've talked about this question. Yeah, we've done this before. Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, what's your? What, let's just say starting lineup and six man. What yours okay. is and All what right. Tibbs. I'm just gonna like not even do any acquisitions over the offseason um, because that gets into complications. So. Uh, quickly. Well, so you can make one acquisition and one draft pick if you want. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I, yeah. Quickly. Um, hold on. Quickly, Barrett, Grimes, uh, Obi, Mitch. And then six man would be Fournier. Okay. And what do you think Tibbs is? Not that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Derek Rose, Jimmy Butler, uh, Lou Derek- Dang. Oh, God damn it, Alex, you took my answer. I was going to say this for the tip <laughs> I know. Other than Julius Randle, because Julius Randle is in his mind a, a 2011 bowl now. So he gets uh, preference. Um, yeah, I don't know. It would it would be something fucking dumb, and it won't be that. That's I'll just leave it, I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right, Drew, go ahead. I, sorry I stole your thunder. That's all right. My uh, my next lineup is the same as Marty's, except I'm swapping Grimes for Fournier. Like literally, just that. Um, now I'd probably make actually. You know what? Fournier is going to start instead of Grimes, and then Cam is going to be the six man. But it, it doesn't really matter. Like it's, it's the same sort of like the top seven people are still the same. Yeah, the Tibbs lineup. If Tibbs could do it, it'd be Derek Rose, Ronnie Brewer, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Luol <laughs> Tang, Carlos Boozer, and um, Joachim Noah. Joachim Noah. Taj, you gotta have Taj. It's always oh, yeah, Taj. Oh yeah, Taj. I'm sorry. So it's it's Rose Butler, Taj, Carlos Boozer. Oh my God. Oh, and, um, and joking. And uh, and joking Noah. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, oh God. 
Taj the three. He's a real perimeter defender. Wait, do you know that they do that in NBA in two K twenty two? Like for like like the Bulls twenty eleven team or whatever it is? Taj is the three? Yeah, I think they do Rose, Luau Dang, Taj, Carlos Boozer. <laughs> Oh, and uh, Noah, and uh, I think that's what they did with that team. That's terrible. Look, the East was big, man. The yeah. East was big. In, in fairness, it was, but like even that is too big for. First I, I think that I think that's the lineup. But someone, I someone right it. now, is, someone right now is angrily like in the Discord right now. Like you fucking idiot. That's not the team. That's on two K twenty two. I'm going to have to go verify uh, later. Uh, Kirk Heinrich is starting a shooting guard on that team, Drew, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my answer, base, basically the same. Also, I mean, I don't know. Let's say if I was going to be slightly different. Um, uh, I'll say, I'm, you know what? I know it's become less en vogue now, but I still would love if they could manage to get Jalen Brunson. So I'll say Brunson... Um, Brunson, Grimes, RJ, Obi, Mitch, with quickly off the bench, but like playing like thirty minutes, uh, getting some one and two time with with uh, Jalen and all that. I see. I'm, there is an like a path for me where I'm kind of with you. Like I know it's not like in vogue, like you were saying, Alex. But if they did do like if they can get like Brunson and they do Brunson and quickly in the starting lineup with RJ and Obi. In like a center, like Mitch, like that's really good too. That would be right? so like, fun, right? Like I, I think no matter how you cut it with quickly, if you want to say he's a point guard or not a point guard, he needs to start, right? Like he needs to play a lot of minutes. Like that's the bottom line. Yeah. So put him at the one, put him at the two, bring in Brunson. It, I don't think it really matters, but like, yeah, I think Brunson would be a really good fit in New York too. Like yeah. I, I am pretty. I'm pretty back on like the Jalen Brunson train if they go that route. I'm really hoping they could just do like, hey, let's just do a sign and trade for Randall and Brunson and call it a day. Like that would, that would make my life. That would be amazing. Um, and then uh, uh, Tibbs is yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Bulls joke has been made already. It's just that it's if it's even just guys that are on the team already. He <laughs> would Alec be like, Burks that point guard again. <laughs> no, he would be like, uh, yeah, actually, he because he was being respectful of Derrick Rose's. Uh, knees and stuff last year before Rose got hurt. So yeah, Burks, Fournier, um <laughs> but it would be like the exact same lineup. Burks, Fournier, yeah, RJ, Burks, Julius. Randall. Yeah. And <laughs> instead of Mitch, Noel or something. And then Oh, because Noel's been injured. <laughs> oh yeah. god. Yeah. Noel and would then, be started. Uh, and then you would have Rose as the sixth man and then yeah, you know, be buried at the end of the bench yeah, where they belong. Yeah, um, Cam would get no minutes again. And <laughs> if, uh, neither would Grimes until someone got hurt. So yeah, um, that's that's what Tibbs is. And then and then Grimes would play all of that person's minutes, and then the second <laughs> he played zero minutes again. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've got mail. Uh, all right, move to our next question. This comes from Fern from the Discord. Uh, you're the Knicks GM, and both Zion and Mitchell are trying to force their way to New York. You can only pursue one. Who do you go after? If the Knicks, oh, see this this was pre Lotto, so we can leave that, I guess. But. Um, if the Knicks somehow moved up to the top two and Presti called, are you talking SGA? No. Um, also, is the Strickland saving the epic John versus Schwinn showdown for podcast number 200? Maybe. I don't know. I'll leave that up to Schwinn. Um, but the, he, he better do something like that. That would be a really good uh, show. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, that would be a good time. 
How far away is episode 200? That seems... That's a great question. Um, I think what he should do is, like, something totally off the wall, like, oh, okay, it's going to be James just talking for an hour about pottery. I would rather not listen to... (laughs) You don't have to listen. That is true. I don't have to listen. Do you want that to be Pod Strickland episode two? Oh my god, we're only two episodes away from 200 now. Oh, really? Well, I have a feeling it's not happening, because I think we probably know about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right, let's just let's right, zero in Let's zero in on the first part of that question, yeah, okay. and Donovan Mitchell. So, who who do you prefer and why? Uh, somewhat quick answer, because this is also something we definitely discussed on here before, but we'll discuss again. Do Drew, we have go to ahead. Pick, fresh, do, we have, do I have to pick one? Yes. All right, if I have to pick one, it's Donovan Mitchell only because Zion Williamson hasn't played. Okay. That's it. Like, I, I don't want either. I guess we're assuming, like, roughly the same cost for either two, right? Yeah, I'm still going with uh, Donovan okay. Mitchell. Again, only because Zion hasn't played. Okay. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I'm going to say Zion just to go the other way. Um, and because I want to see the the Duke triumvirate reunited as is uh, as has been prophesied. Yeah, Yo, I we need. I, think, I do agree that would be amazing if that could actually happen. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm Team Zion as long as I mean I've I've long said like the Knicks have the best inside person to give them all the details about Zion yeah. without tampering in, in RJ, where they could just be like RJ, what's going on with Zion? Is he actually good? Is he not? And you know, as long as he's good. Then and Cam too now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they could just be I, like, "Yo, I'll walk in the first day and be like zero percent body fat, two hundred fifty yeah. pounds, all muscle." He'll, he'll like punch Tibbs through a wall for ever having started Alec Burks a point guard, <laughs> and then he'll and then he'll dunk so hard over Alec Burks that Alex Bur- Alec Burks dies. Guys, um, guys, leave leave poor Alec Burks alone. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, and then and then he'll just like stand near Julius Randall until Randall just says, "I retire." No, <laughs> Julius Randall is being traded for Zion. That would be nice. Yeah, okay, that would be nice. All right, cool. All right, well, there we have it. I think we've we've uh, we fixed the Knicks. We, we fixed <laughs> the Knicks. We did it. All right. Uh, next question comes from G Baked in the Discord. Can you name some instances where a non-playoff team sold off multiple assets for a star player and it led to success? Um, yeah, this is actually a really good question. Um, I think there are some cases of this, but usually the team had a pretty good foundation to start with. Like, for example, the championship 2008 Celtics did that. Mm. But they already... I mean, they were shit the year before with just Paul Pierce, but... Obviously, they already had Paul Pierce in place, and then they traded the farm to get KG and and Ray Allen, and then it worked out really good. Um, so that's one example I can think of. Um, it also depends on how you find define success. Like if you're going to say it has to be a championship, then it might really only be the Celtics. But it's also like a very high bar. One team wins the finals every year. I mean, you can be a really good team and not win the finals. Um, yeah, let's just let's just define success well, as just like well, made the playoffs for a few years in a row and maybe like made one conference finals or something. Well, there's also technicalities too with this, right? So like technically, the Cavs did this when they signed LeBron James and then traded for Kevin Love, right? So that right. technically did happen. So that would con- con- that would answer the question. Like the yeah. Cavs did. Um, yeah. You could technically. I don't remember if uh, Vucevic 
was an all-star at all, but the Bulls he was a again, timer. Yeah. Right. So the Bulls technically traded for an all-star who they weren't they weren't in the playoffs and they just got to the playoffs. The same thing with adding DeRozan and stuff. So like there are examples of it defining how you're gonna do how you're gonna do success. But also for like the Knicks, I think they're in a really unique spot with this one where it's like they did make the playoffs, whether you want to constitute, you know, the the year before a real year or a fake year, however you want to categorize these COVID years, that's fine. But like after they started Kemba, they did have, you know, like a 500 record more or less. Like they had like a, they had a net rating of like a 500 team mm. and they, and they, and then if you do like the Pythagorean win thing that you see on like basketball reference, the idea of like what should have been their net, like their team, their win total based off like point differential, they, they underperform that too. So it's like, you're talking about a team that if, <laughs> if the Kemba Walker experience probably works out a little better and Julius Randall wasn't Julius Randall, they're probably back in the playoffs. So we're talking about a team that made the playoffs two years in a row. So like the Knicks are in a pretty unique spot with that, where they just made the playoffs and they actually underperformed this, you know, a number of their, uh, the projections and stuff. So yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm trying to think too of like, you know, it it also depends on how you think of like like the Mavs, for example, to move up for Luca, that could be considered a non playoff team. Well the Pelicans traded for CJ McConnell. Yeah. Yeah, for CJ McCollum. <laughs> that, what, did, what did I say? McConnell? McConnell. McConnell. You, you mixed up CJ and C. Brother, CJ. <laughs> oh, I mixed up I combined him and uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> or TJ McConnell. But, oh yeah, TJ McConnell's a player. To, Jesus Christ, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, but yeah, no, that's a good example too. Like they made the playoffs even without Zion um, because they got CJ McCollum. Like that was sort of the the thing that started that. I think. Um, well, the Suns also did that too when they were in the bubble. Remember, they got invited to the bubble. They didn't make the playoffs. Then they got Chris Paul. Yeah, that's actually a really good example too. Come to think of it, I mean that's that's a really recent one as well where they. They were not a playoff team, even if they were sort of on the cusp. And they, I think the the common denominator is you have to have already like your number two star in place. Yeah, you kind of yeah yeah you have to have something in place to bring in someone. And the Knicks do have something in place to bring in someone. Yeah, like they have RJ quickly, OB, um, you know Grimes. Like they honestly out of their young guys, like pretty much all of them have proven that they look like they're NBA players. So. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, even if they have to trade a few of them to facilitate a trade, like there will still be some guys left there that are actual NBA players. And RJ might actually be like a number two star on a really good team. So um, I guess that he's probably the biggest question mark or quickly if he's going to or Obi, you know, if one of those three is going to take that big leap to become like a dependable, you know, 20 something per game every night sort of dude that can mm-hmm. really like bolster your whole team. Um then that that's I think the tipping point of where you decide if you're ready to be that non-playoff team that trades multiple assets for a star and you know try to parlay that into something. So, uh, all right, do you guys have anything to add to that before we move to the next one? Nope. Nope. All right. Next question. You've got mail. Comes from Old Terra out of the Discord as well. How did <laughs> this is just a funny question. I, honestly, I don't even think we need to answer this, but it's it's just kind of hilarious because it's so true. How did the NBA chief parody in the sense that any good team can blow any other good team on a given night and not in the sense that we get more good close games? <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. 
It's really been the story of this playoffs. It's just like blowout by blowout by blowout. I can't even remember the last time that there was like a truly good game. The um game seven was pretty good. Yeah, I guess it, ultimately most of them end up being 10 plus points by the end, but a couple have stayed somewhat close by like the third quarter. Yeah, I thought like game six and seven of the Celtics series were, were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't they weren't too bad. The, it was mainly because like you saw like a great performance from Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So. Warriors and Mavericks was pretty boring. That was just like Warriors dominant. Yeah, that was yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah. Um and and like the early parts of the, the Boston and Miami series were not fun. Those no, were just not at all. Games. They were <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's it's been very impressive. I, I saw I I forget who it was. I think maybe maybe uh uh, Jeff uh, Frank Barrett said this on Twitter the one day, but he was like, I don't even really follow hockey, but this has to be the best possible outcome for hockey. Like in their first year with like a national TV contract again, like for something other than like the Stanley cup finals, like to be on, on TNT and to have these like really good playoff games going on when the NBA is just kind of like stinking it up every night. Like, I feel like hockey definitely has been more talked about this year. Maybe it's just a New York effect since the Rangers are in it, but I feel like I've heard way more about hockey this year than past years. I will say off that, I have actually considered watching a hockey game because the NBA playoffs have not been that exciting. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, because you're not a baseball guy, right? No, I stopped with baseball a long time ago. Baseball got really boring for me real quick. Yeah, like I I know Matt's with me on this. I'll sit and watch the the Mets usually rather than watch the basketball game. But if I didn't have that, I would have considered yeah. definitely turning on a hockey game. So, yeah. I've, I've actually watched a little bit of hockey, a little bit of Rangers myself, which I would never do, but um, yeah, it is way, it's way more exciting than the basketball playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little conflicted because I have a bunch of friends who are devil's fans. So I kind of always grew up a devil's fan as far as hockey goes. So like, but I have uh, I have another good friend who's a Rangers fan, so like I sort of want to root for them for him. But like I used to literally go to Devils games with my friends, like right after high school, and be like chanting like '94 and never bore at the Rangers and shit, like because that was when they won their last championship. Yeah, mm-hmm. so a little conflicting. I don't know. I want to root for yeah, New York, but also yeah, New I grew Jersey's up a weird one with uh yeah. with hockey because usually, well, I, I I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this knows like the area, right? Because it's basically. The South, South Jersey, you get the uh, all the Philly stuff. North Jersey, you get all the New York stuff. But <laughs> there's the Devils, so it's like, what do you do with them? So it's 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 an interesting one for uh for New Jersey sports uh, fans. Yeah, and and it's also like that was probably why the Nets felt like they had to move too because it was always just kind of weird. Like there's tons of Knicks fans in like North Jersey, and the Nets game zero fans from the Endeavor. I was going to say, they, they, it, it didn't really work because then you just isolated all the, like, there were diehard Nets fans yeah. I, honestly, in New Jersey. Yeah, I think that they honestly lost more fans than gained fans when they moved to Brooklyn. Despite... I think so, too, because I, I think you just eliminated all, like, the good stuff from, like, because there were New Jersey Nets fans. There really were. I mean, I actually, I, I used to root for them, like, a second team. Like, you know, like, when during the kid years when they were going to the finals and stuff, like, I didn't hate them. I was like, oh, they're fun. Like, I'll root for them. That's the Jersey team. Like, I'm a Knicks fan, but I'll root for the Nets, like, because that's my home state team, even if it's not my team. Yeah, like, I could have hopped on, like, Route 3 to get, like, on the, the games, the Continental, like, super easily. Like, they were always accessible. And then now you go to Brooklyn, they're not accessible. So it's well, like, okay, whatever. And they got to, like, 
they could have stayed the the stadium that the Devils play in now, Prudential Center. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good place. It's, it's a, a really it's a, nice arena. Like, yeah. they could have stayed there, and they're like, no, let's build this metal monstrosity in Brooklyn. Yeah, like the I, most I, corporate I, yeah. bullshit stadium of all time. Um, yeah, I uh, I fucking hate that stadium. I went there for one game this year, and I was like, I'm never going back here again. This is like such a huge downgrade from MSG. Why would I ever see a game here? Uh, <laughs> it's not fun. But anyway, all right. Uh, I think we we totally lost the whole thread of that question. We don't have to answer this question. We just answered it for six minutes. Yeah, but let's move to our next question. You've got mail. Uh, this one comes from Gax in the Discord. Uh, this was right after the draft lottery. Uh, now that we know the draft order, who could we realistically dream might fall to 11 or who's expendable now that seems like a good trade target? Um I'm going to say, all right, so let's, so this is either expendable, meaning from other teams. So let's just pick one. We can each pick one. Uh, I'll go first on this one because I haven't gone first on any of these yet, I don't think. Uh, yeah, go for it. I'll say my dream guy, even though it's been kind of trashing him post uh, post combine in the Discord, is if Shaden Sharp fell to 11, that would be amazing. I would love to take Shaden Sharp because that's a legitimate star upside bet. Uh, at 11 that if that works out and he turns out as good as he projects that he could be, which was, I mean, he was going to be the number one high school player going into next year's class or rather the number one U S based like high school player going into next year's college class. I should say Kentucky. Uh, I think that would be a huge win for the Knicks to get him to pick 11 and get to take that shot for themselves. So that's the guy that I'm rooting for to fall to 11. As far as guys maybe available for trade. I mean, I don't even know if I want to make a trade that involves pick 11 right now. I kind of just want to make the pick unless it's like a huge home run for the Knicks. Like, oh, we'll give you Donovan Mitchell straight up for pick 11. I'd be like, all right, fine, I guess. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll even throw in Julius Randle to make salaries match. Like, that's reasonable. But other than that, I'm not super enthusiastic about trading it. Uh, Drew, where do you stand? Couldn't the Knicks just do, like, Randle and pick 11 for wherever Portland's picking? I feel like it's right there. Pick seven. Yeah, they could, and Portland has a big trade exception that they could absorb Randall into. Um, so that like, th- that's... like, doesn't Port isn't Portland trying to get back to the playoffs and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I mean, actually... that's rumors that they're interested in Randall. Which, good luck to them. I I think but... that's underselling Randall's value, though. Honestly, like I've talked to some Portland people, including like like the Locked On uh, Blazers host. We did like a crossover on Locked On Knicks, and I mean, I asked him. I was like, if the Knicks offered Randall for pick seven, like pretty much straight up, or let's say like the Knicks take back blood. So to like eat whatever guaranteed money he has mm-hmm. for this coming season, I think he has a buyout of like, I don't know, like 6 million or something like that. Um, Like, would they take that? And he was like, yeah, probably. He's like, I, I think they would probably take that. And I'm like, damn shit. All right, cool. Sign me up. Like, let's get that done. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think, it's, do. I don't think it's necessarily underselling though. I just, I think the Knicks and Randall are two completely different places in their careers and stages and everything. Like I don't. Right. But it seems like league wide his value is higher than what Knicks fans have it at, which is basically, which is totally fine. Off my team. <laughs> Look, which is totally fine. I just, I, I think like, especially when like fans and like people, like we kind of talk about these things that probably even teams do this as well. I think there's too much wrapped up in the idea. Like, getting exact value and doing all these things like maybe sometimes you just do a deal because it makes sense for everyone (laughs) so like just do the deal and bring that good karma and that good vibes 
to everyone involved. So it's a, just a different approach I see it as. So if you could just do like the pick swap for Randall, I mean, I feel like that's that's great for everyone. Like Randall gets a gets a um, a chance at a new, you know a fresh start basically on his new co- on his new contract where he doesn't have to worry about the pressures of New York and the Knicks move up in the draft. Like it's it's a win win for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I would take that deal if it was offered to me. I might try to squeeze a couple extra like second round picks or something. Sure, maybe, maybe like Keldon Johnson or something like that. Like, sure, have fun. Whoever not Keldon, Keldon Johnson, not is. Keldon. Sorry, Keon Johnson. Great, um, another key, another Johnson. Fine, <laughs> throw him in the deal too. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Any Johnson, K Johnson off the Blazers. Give me, give me, give me answer my eyes, Johnson. Who we can't <laughs> see? It. We can't see. Am I? Is this? Uh, what is this a good price for a microwave? I don't know. And I also, my, I have a my prices are great. I hope not too low. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know because I have ants in my eyes. <laughs> I also have a I also have a disease where I can't feel things. So you know, uh, <laughs> he puts his hand on the stove. <laughs> oh man, there's our Rick and Morty reference for that. We yeah, still have we to do it. Uh, we have to do we have to do a performance piece for Drew later and do a Rick and Morty. I don't Please know. Don't. Yeah, Please he don't. Was suggesting that we did a Rick and Morty reference for the night. Um, no, we'll do one more later. Don't worry. A- anyway, I. I, I don't have a different answer than you, Alex. I, Sharp is, is the guy. Um, and the other, the other thing I want to say is, like, I think the Randall trade value narratives are, like, Knicks fans. I mean, the doomsday Knicks fans think he's worth, like, literally nothing. Um, I think he's most- definitely not, yeah, he's definitely not worth nothing. Yeah. He just he had a bad year. Yeah. Doomsday Knicks fans think you literally have to pay, like, pick 11 just to get right. off his deal. And then I, I think, like, what, what do I, what did I used to call him? I forget now. The, the Gen, oh, the Gen X sad boy Knicks fans, like, the, those guys, um, <laughs> think he's, like, you would need to pay somebody to take him. I think most Knicks fans slightly undervalue him because we're just so irritated with him. And then I think, like, the, um, around the league classic Knicks hater fans uh, also think he's worth nothing just because he's on the Knicks and therefore he can't be worth anything because everyone on the Knicks sucks. And then most other people probably value him about where like the Portland guys do. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the Portland consensus is the right one because that would be amazing. Uh, But to move to our next question, we got another one out of the Discord. Uh, Godana Fair. Am I reading that in a weird way or something? I think it's go da in a far farai. Maybe it's supposed to be like maybe it's supposed to be go die in a fire and that yeah it's supposed to be go die in a fire definitely. Oh, all right, go die, go die in a fire. All right, cool. Right, that's oh, that's so mean. Yeah. All right. Uh, so go- no, there is no way I could do ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> So go die in a fire. Oh, you know what? Maybe before we do go die in a speaking of go die in a fire. Um, DraftKings. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me do that real quick. Why not? because uh, I need to I need to do the ad read for today. So today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers could bet just five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bit into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. If you're like me, you create giant Frankenstein's monster uncut gem bets like every single game. Uh, Right now, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs 
and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So uh, now back to our question. You've got mail. From Go Die in a Fire. The Knicks, have offic- uh, the Knicks officially have too many prospects and not enough minutes. Assuming RJ is untouchable, how would you rank Grimes, IQ, Reddish, Do Sims, Rokas, Rokas, that's a curveball, and Toppin in terms of their expendability as we consider traits? Um, Drew, I'll, I'll once we sort of semi-began touching on this, so j- just give the list because I, I think we still have to talk about the – actually, literally in the next question, we still have to – you know what? No, let's just do these both at once. You've got mail. Okay, so Trash Decider off Twitter at Trash Decider 01. What is the rank for our developing players and where is Cam Reddish on that list? After RJ, I have it OB, IQ, Deuce, Grimes, Reddish, and then Sims. So no Rokas on that list, but that's effectively the same question from both people. So uh, Drew, where are you at as far as ranking the young players? Uh, and I will open it up to have RJ in there for you as well, because as of right now, you said you have IQ higher. Yeah, so I just have RJ and IQ as 1A and 1B. That's just kind of how I view it. And then depending on the day, I've just been fluctuating on like who I think i rather have more, because then I go back to like, well, RJ is the big strong wing, and usually those guys have more impact and longevity and then I'll put RJ back up above IQ. But anyway, those like it's those two guys. Those are the two main guys. Then it's Toppin. But I do think those three collectively kind of add are greater than the sum of their parts. So like I really just want to keep those three together. And then pretty much everyone else, I do think they are degrees of expendability. So after that, like personally I would say like I have Deuce after that and then reddish than grimes not that i hate grimes i just think grimes is like one of those like high floor low ceiling guys like he's really good right now so like he like he's gonna be fine for the rest of his career and then um sims at the bottom like i, I like sims but guys come on he's he's a backup setter <laughs> at most um i do have a nice little tidbit about rocus yokobitis if you guys are interested in a little yes, in a little sure. toyed i think that's what it is um there are Rokas won the Euro League. Was it like youngest player of the year award, whatever type <laughs> thing? Won youngest player of the year. <laughs> no, yeah. he essentially won the Rising Star Award. Like, yeah, there you go. Really, there you go. Player. I know you. I know you meant, but just the the idea of a youngest player of the year is just like, oh, this has the youngest. <laughs> you this is the eleven year old we've got in the pipeline. Congrats, bud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being like, hey, can I put that baby on my basketball team? <laughs> We just so, won this prestigious award. <laughs> yeah, so Rokas won it. There are only, he is now set up to be one of only four players to ever win the win the award in back-to-back years. And those players are... I could be wrong about one of them, so it's at, there's two I know are definitively correct. <laughs> the one I'm not 100% on. But it's Ricky Rubio, who, I'm un, who I may have mixed that up. But I definitely know uh, Nikola Mirotic... And Luka Doncic are the other two That's who good. won it in back-to-back years. So if Rokas does win it again next season, he's in very good company because, he, like Miritic, even though he's back in like Europe, he was still a very, very good pro, and he just won the MVP over in uh, in Euro League. We know Luka is Luka, and Ricky Rubio has 
always been extremely good in his career. I mean, so. if, if Rokas turns into Ricky Rubio, that's like a really good outcome, so I'm not complaining. Listen, if Rokas, yeah, if Rokas turns into Ricky Rubio, then the Knicks literally do have their point guard of the future yeah. <laughs> right yeah. there. So that's how I would just – I don't – I. I'm not going to pretend I watch Euro League, so I have no idea how good Rokas actually is. So that's how I would rank the uh, the Nick Young players. So basically, you're saying on the record that Rokas is Ricky Rubio with step back threes. Yeah, so that would make him an All NBA player. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Just I just want to make sure that was cleared up. Yes, um, I'm putting it out there that Rokas is Ricky Rubio, but with a step back three. So that means you can probably get odds on that through DraftKings. So DraftKings, put in the put in the promo code Doug, and you can get <laughs> plus three hundred on those odds for Rokas becoming oh, Ricky oh, Rubio. Oh God! You plus three hundred on this fictitious <laughs> bet that's completely. Yeah, I you there's some like very skeezy book that has like Rokas Yokubaitis to win MVP in twenty thirty one. Yeah, that used to be my. Uh... <laughs> bookie back in new jersey <laughs> we'll just be like we'll do like the kevin malone like anytime you can get a thousand one odds on anything you take it <laughs> yeah exactly i was i was putting some sketchy ass bets in uh in high school for us just like yeah let's go so um all right matt what do you think what's your, what's your um, i would go i don't actually remember drews anymore so i don't know how similar mine is but i would go rj quickly Ovi. Um, Grimes, Reddish, Deuce, Sims, Rokas. I would say the same as you right there. So RJ, o, RJ, IQ, OB, Grimes, Reddish. But then I would actually throw Rokas next and then Interesting. Deuce and Sims. I, I just also don't want to pretend I watch your league. So I'm, I have to put Rokas last because I've never seen him. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the same way. I, I'm not going to pretend. I've been watching like every time like Prez puts up highlight packages and shit of him. And I'm like, he looks, I mean, I was pretty rough on him. Like last summer league, I was like, yo, this kid looks lost as shit. Like he did. Every single Rokas highlight looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, now in Euro league, man, he looks, he's figured it out. Like the game's slowing down for him now. So. Yeah, he's he's playing a big role on a really good Euro team. So, I've got pretty high hopes for him. I think the Knicks are pretty smart locking that kid up. So, um, um, I, I'm pretty high on him. So I'm going to throw him above above uh, Deuce and Sims there at the end. You've got mail. Uh, but moving to our next question here, we have one from the Discord from Villain X. and Villain X wants to know: Assuming a trade that brings up fair value for the 11th pick. Which, if any of the current young core players, would you rather trade away and keep the pick? So, all right, this is sort of similar. So, I guess, all right, let's just say, where does the 11th pick slot in in that ranking for you that we just did? Because that pretty easily answers the question. Matt, you should take that because I have no clue who's I'm, even going to be available at 11. I'm trying to remember my ranking that I just gave two minutes ago. Um, you just said RJ, IQ, OB, Grimes, yeah. Reddish, Deuce, right. Sims, Rokas. Okay, I would put it between... Uh, that's what I thought. I would put it between Reddish and Deuce. Um, yeah, I put it between Reddish and Deuce, so I would give up Deuce, Sims. I mean, Rokas is such an unknown that I, like, I don't even want to include him, but I would give up Deuce or Sims for um, instead of the 11th pick, I think. I would... I would do... Um, I would move it one further up. And I would yeah, say I put, it, put it above Reddish. So I would give up Reddish sooner than give up the election. I just want to see him. I might feel differently next year, but he's 
like he looked good when he played and he barely played. So I want to, I want to see him play for a year before I, I was not a big reddish believer before the Knicks traded for him. And then I talked myself into him, but I still have very real concerns about him going forward. And I don't think that they've been alleviated. And I still largely think that like, he's going to be held back by the way that he approaches the game and everything. And so I would be more interested in just drafting like another Walt Perrin dude, you know, than then sticking with reddish who I think is, I think he definitely showed some flashes and maybe he starts unlocking himself more, but like there are certain things that just haven't started to show consistency yet. Like his jump shot form is just like all over the place. Even if he makes the shots a, a decent amount, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't see that like huge upside there with him that I could potentially see with like one of the players, like Taco Bell, Johnny Davis. I would, mm-hmm. I would definitely have ranked over reddish in a vacuum right now. So yeah, I guess if I knew who was available at like, if Sharp or Griffin fell to eleven, I would put it above. I would rather give up Reddish. Um, maybe Davis too. If it was like Dyson Daniels, I don't know. Um, someone else, I don't know. So my really, love for, my love for Dyson Daniels is well known. So I would take Dyson. Daniels. Matherin, I'm kind of cool on. So I think I'd probably also not give up Matherin. I mean, I'd also rather give up Matherin if that's the choice. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Drew's Drew's next question is gonna be like, does Matherin have a, a White Castle commercial? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea who are the people you're even talking about. So I I would pick, put the eleventh pick as my eighth. <laughs> the bottom. Like I have no idea who any of these guys are. Like I don't fucking care about it. This is just gonna be a throw in for the trade for Russell Westbrook. Yes. <laughs> Never, if you're a basketball team, you can't elevate Drew past director of pro scouting because he's just he's not allowed to be in charge of draft picks. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I don't care about draft picks. Drew can do stats and cap numbers, but no, to keep him away it. from the draft board. He yeah. in, in a where move, the uh, Knicks GM Drew Steele is refusing to abide by the Sepian rule and just straight up traded away the picks. Doesn't even doesn't care. He said he won't listen. The picks he's are gone. Tr- He's traded away ten straight years of picks yeah. for Joe. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't care about him. Like I'll just you say trade for a rookie. I'll yeah. just buy a second round pick. What do I care? I don't know. <laughs> that's I don't the value. Play. The value play is buying a second round pick. I don't need these first round picks. I don't yeah, need exactly. first round picks. Just give me all the second round picks. <laughs> you could just find Deuce McBride <laughs> and Jericho Sims there. No big deal. Yep, uh, exactly. You've got mail. All right, we'll move to our next question. This comes from the Discord. Uh, ZMP323, the typical Tibbs hater, wants to know. Uh, this one's just for me. How sad will Alex be when his large Australian son is picked before 11? This is, of course, Dyson Daniels. Well, um, you, should, you should have made Drew guess who it was. Oh, that was a, yeah. Yeah, I would have not have guessed that. Yeah, you would have just sat there on Tankathon, like, click Australia? No. <laughs> click no, Australia? I think, yeah, no. I'm going to go on Tankathon right now and see if I could actually figure it out. <laughs> you already got the answer. No, I wouldn't have. They don't do... Uh, no, but you, you, you... Do you not hear what Alex said? No, what I'm saying is if I just went on Tankathon right now, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. It says... The, the mock right now says Jabari Smith from Auburn, Chet Holgram... Gonzaga, Paolo Bonchero. Yeah, because they not be Purdue as, as G League Unite. In a, right. It's a Shaden Sharp, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. I would have no idea. I would have said Keegan Murray is the Australian. Well, that's. I mean, that's a good poll. I was gonna say I was gonna give you Tari Eason, probably Keegan Murray, 
Jason Daniels and Ben McMatherin, and you have to guess who the Australian is. And Ben McMatherin, whoever you just said. All right, who's the who's the Canadian out of that group? Of the people you just listed? Yeah. Um, I feel like no, I know this. I know this. The Canadian of the group is the guy from Arizona. This Benedict Matherin guy. He's from Canada. He is from Canada. That is all. That's all I know. It's you know. very astute of you. Yeah. Uh, wait. Oh man. Now I want to play this game. All right. Let's see if I can find another player. Uh, that's okay. Who else is from Canada in this draft? Who else is from Canada in this draft? Yeah, yeah, there's one other. There's one other projected lottery pick. Yeah, your options. No, okay. I'm gonna figure this out. You're gonna okay. figure out. No, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Jeremy Sochin. Nope. No, okay, then I don't. I don't know. Then <laughs> it's it's Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp is also Canadian. Oh, I, I should have known that for the way he spelled Shaden. <laughs> he didn't spell his own name. <laughs> <laughs> that goddamn Canadian! I knew he'd spell his name that his way. His parents wanted to be Shaden. He was like, "No, we're Canadian. It's Shaden. <laughs> it's Shaden." Yeah. No, I just feel like. It's very Canadian fight, right? The idea that like I before E except after C, you know, and it's, <laughs> but it's not in there at I, all. I don't know. It just it makes more sense now. now that I'm seeing it. There's a sh- there's an E at the end of sharp. It, it, oh it my sense. god! It makes sense. It's Canadian. This is a this is a really fun game. Oh man! All right, we'll we'll have to bring this. You, you better bring this game with you next week and play it on next. Yeah, week. you got to play with uh, with Jeremy or whoever you're you're potting with next week. For what the uh, like? Where are these people from? Yeah, yeah. You got you got to play the. You'll have to alert Jeremy or whoever to to come. Does up he with know it. anything? Does he know anything about the draft? Yeah, probably more than you. Yeah, <laughs> <To be laughs> honest. <laughs> you can bring, bring Tyrese on as your as your guest next week, and he he'll know. Oh, that's not that's not a bad idea. Do you know there's there's a Nikola Vokic? Jovic. Yeah, no, we Jovic. we do know about him. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's who the Knicks should that who should get so should close to Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be just good. He's only one letter away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he played for uh, Mega Bemex. I have no idea what the hell that no, is. No, that, that's actually the same team that Jokic played for. Yeah, it's very weird. Jovic and Jokic played for the same team. Oh, yep. and they're both Serbian. Yeah, yep. right. Well, I mean, come on, that's a given, <laughs> guys. Exactly. Guys, this is the, this is the guy. Well, he's definitely a guy. Too bad they're going to take uh, Clay Anthony early instead of him. Oh, womp womp. Is that who they took over Jokic, right? I think so, yeah. Well, no, tech, no. was Clay Anthony early before Jokic? I think yeah, so, yeah. Because only the Knicks get clowned on for that. As if every other, literally every other team, including Jokic's own team, <laughs> someone else before him. Yeah, Clay Anthony early, I think, was like the first pick of the second round because the Knicks yeah. got it. The Knicks yeah. had it that year because that was the uh, the Kristaps year, wasn't it? Right. Well, that was yeah. well, no, that was the year before the Kristaps year. He was twenty fourteen. Remember, um, Clanthony Early at that time was projected to be like a lottery pick for a yeah, number he, of he like fell. mock drafts, and yeah, he, he fell, fell to the second round. So it was like, holy shit, the Knicks got a steal in the second round, and look how that turned out. Like he was pra- like that was actually a praised draft pick. It actually yeah, turned out great. I don't know what it, why it sounds like you were being sarcastic, but it was it was great. Well, I, I wasn't being sarcastic. Oh, okay, cool. Good, good. The, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, so I'm saying, like, it, it was a very unfortunate circumstance for Clay Anthony early with the uh, the Knicks, but, like, no, he was, it was considered, like, holy shit, like, the Knicks got him in the second round. That's amazing. 
I just oh, you know, I remember what the I remember what the circumstances were now too. They didn't have a first that year. They only no, had their second yeah, round pick. Yeah, yeah, you're only, right. yeah, yeah. And then they picked uh, Thanasis after that because they yeah. that was the one they traded straight up for Melo. Like they didn't get a pick or a swap or anything. That was just the one they traded. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was the Jamal Murray pick. That's yeah. what I was about to say. That was where Murray got selected. Yeah, now I remember. Uh, uh, by the way, we're only on page two of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so how sad will I be when Daniels gets taken before 11? Quite sad. I'm already stealing myself up for it, though, so I'll be okay. Um, I'll uh, I'll be all right. Because, I mean, there's other really good prospects that I've, I've talked I've talked myself into, like, a million different dudes the Knicks could pick. The only – I can't even think of a guy that they could pick reasonably that I would be like, God damn it. Like, I quit the Knicks. They suck. I hate them. Um, they'd have to, like – I don't really want Mark Williams – I don't really want him, but like I could understand the rationale. Let's okay, Drew. Drew, what mm. does Mark Williams play? What? Well, let's cheat. Yeah, don't cheat. What do you think? So, what are you saying, Mark, Mark Williams? Mark Williams. What position does he play? Oh no, he sounds like a center. You nailed he is. it. He's a center. That's all I got. I couldn't tell you where he played. Actually, but. you know what? You know what? Somewhat reasonable pick would piss me off. Ty Ty Washington. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would hate him. Drew, what 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 position does Ty Ty Washington play? Oh, he's got to be a point guard. Yeah, yes. wow, look at this. Very intuitive yeah. of you. Drew is Drew. Drew is the context clues draft master. <laughs> You've got mail. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of context clues and drafting and whatever, another question from ZMP three two three out of the Discord: Which draft philosophy would you prefer the Knicks to use in approaching this draft, and why? either swing for the fences on a prospect they think has star upside, even if it means trading up or an approach similar to the past two drafts where they work their board for guys. They think could contribute quickly pun intended. Um, both. No, uh, I actually think, I think they should swing for the fences in this draft yeah, because I agree. They, yeah. They've made the safe roster building picks and now is the time to try to find your like, I mean, not, I, not through trade, but try to find your Donovan Mitchell, you know, like the guy that you guys shocked the world by taking him at pick 11 and, you know, or trade up a little bit if you feel really, really passionate about like a Shaden Sharp or something or Jaden Ivy, like make that trade within reason, of course. Don't gut your team for it, but like take that home run swing, I think is a good a good move in this draft. I, compl- yeah. I, compl- I completely agree. Yeah. If you could go up, like if Shaden Sharp falls to seven, and you could give the Portland the Portland, if you give the Trailblazers something to entice them to to swap with you, um, I would do that in a second. Like you know, it's it's worth taking the gamble on Shaden Sharp. Yeah, if it was Shaden Sharp there, and then it was like, okay, we'll do like Julius and eleven to move up. Then in that case, absolutely, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, like that's that's the type of prospect where if he's available at seven, I'd be like, yeah, deal. Let's get it done. Like, let's let's lean into the youth movement and figure this whole thing out. Um, yeah, that that would be a move. I'll definitely do for the for the Canadian Canadian Shaden spelled like a true Canadian. <laughs> I have three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right, you guys asked like a million questions. So this is the end of part one of, uh, as we discovered, episode 59, putting us back on track for episode 69 on the dummy mailbag. So 
that's exciting. But we will be back tomorrow with part two to finish answering your questions, including the nerdy stuff and Nick's mail.bag after dark. So stay tuned for that. But thank you all for listening to this first part and talk to you all tomorrow. Peace. is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.